0: Is that a thing? Is that like Cyber Monday after I, Black I guess, Friday? I guess it would be. It's yeah. it's, it's Monday morning quarterback time. <laughs> it feels like Black Monday, though. Uh, and that's not a that's race, race thing, i just saying, yes. No, just because. Well, it was rough, man. It was rough. The, Very. Well,
1: especially if, if you weren't a, a Patriots fan, that was a tough game to watch. You yeah. know, I didn't really have a dog in the fight, but I was kind of rooting for uh, Seattle to come through. I
0: always go for the underdog. There wasn't really an underdog because everyone had won before. Um, yeah. But it's just like the lesser of two evils. Um, that's true.
1: No, no, no. That That's absolutely true. Uh, and it was, I, I don't know, just from a sports fan perspective, it was kind of crappy to see a team win that way, no matter who they were. I know. It was a horrible way for a game to end. Yeah.
0: Although, ah, it, it was their game to lose. Yeah. And they just made that wrong call. Yeah, dude. I say they. Pete Carroll. No, that yeah. was Pete Carroll. I know. Calling for the pass. I feel so bad. What must it be to like, wake up? To wake
1: up today and be like, if I just it wasn't let him run the ball two more times, maybe he could have just hammered it in. Two,
0: they had three opportunities. That was no, they, uh, there was
1: second down. Yeah. That was second down. But I'm that, saying that they, they, w-
0: they wouldn't have kicked it well, with 24 seconds. Maybe they would have. That would have put them over. Oh, well, I guess they could have. Yeah, couldn't they? they no, it would have tied them because they were three points behind.
1: They, well, but with 20 seconds... I think they're going to take their chances that they'll be able to hold them for 20 seconds.
0: Oh, no, I see what you're saying. No, but I'm talking about... Well, whatever, mind. Yeah, you run the clock down. This is is an MVP.
1: I like when we talk sports. You know, I didn't realize how much of a sports fan you were until uh, yesterday. Okay. I mean, you're watching the game and you're like, oh, get him, run. Oh! I was like, damn.
0: That th- it's a very, like, like the cr- none of
1: us would have believed for a second I that know. you were like, I'm very football. unassuming,
0: aren't I? It's the Cro Magnon like part of me that you It's like You take the glasses out. off
1: and you turn into Clark. Uh, it's a super. Turn into Clark. You turn, Kent, turn into Clark. Right. Kent, you have glasses <laughs> underneath your glasses. <laughs> Negajol. Joel. <laughs> that's racist. He's a pretty cool guy. We're going to go have brunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, welcome to the editing bay, by the way. <laughs> yes. Uh, my name's Joe. Well, mine's Joel. <laughs> And we're right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. This is your home on the Next Wave Radio Network for movies. We'll talk about some movies. Maybe they're uh, unsung Film heroes cinema. of the cinema. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes they're zeros of the cinema. No matter what the case, uh, we'll check them out and then come back here and talk about them with you. Mm. Um, so far, pretty decent uh, decent February. Uh, you know, I, oh. think,
0: I think we're starting it off pretty well. <laughs> it's February 2nd, so yeah, yeah. pretty good. So I'm saying. So far, pretty decent February. We're two days
1: in. Does it make you feel good to call me out when I say no, stuff that's awkward? When I'm tr- just trying to riff because you know, my podcasting partner doesn't help me? Did you
0: have... I, I'm not the professional. I'm here for the... Oh, that part. No, uh, that no, 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 no. I was pointing at him because I, I like when doing Jeff the best I can. At the stuff that I say. He's like, <laughs> I know, man. Not today. <laughs> no, no, not today. <laughs> Squinty-eyed
1: Jeff <laughs> with the shitting grin on his face. I love that Deadpool shirt he's wearing. I'm gonna have to take a picture of that and put that on mm-hmm. the website. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, this was your pick to start off February. It was, but
0: uh, it was also a listener's pick, I believe. And this has been on my which, list. Which listener would you like to give them credit? I I, I don't know. I wish I got to start writing down the names. It was somebody last year. I, like I just go through the Facebook and somebody will recommend and. Uh, and then I'll write it down, and I'll I'll forget. But from now on, 2015, I'll start writing down. That'd the be
1: nice, so that way they could get some credit for. So it. So whoever know?
0: you were, give them a little shout out. I think a couple of people recommended this because this, we're this is we're gonna get like eight people <laughs> taking credit for. It. Like, oh, I dude, did. that was me. I want a free T shirt. Free T shirts <laughs> to everybody who <laughs> claims that they recommended UHF, which is yes. this week's call. This has turned out to be a bit of a cult classic. I've learned. Yeah, it did. It uh, it, it became
1: dude. Well, the day that we recorded the last episode, mm-hmm. and you were like, okay, so next week we're gonna do UHF. That night, Sarah and I were rushing off to go see. She got us tickets to see UHF at the Draft House. Uh, Packed House. Was it? They did a huge intro thing. They did some special menu items. One of them was the Twinkie Dog. Uh, Oh, my God. I didn't get it. I I threw open my mouth a little when I saw that scene again. I would forgotten about that. So gross. But, no, I hadn't seen this movie Uh, probably in about 15, 16 years. Yep, about the same for me. Um, But it's one of those movies where if you've even seen it once or twice, you remember so much from it. Oh, yeah. You remember Wheel of Fish. You remember Stanley (laughs) Spadowski.
0: Uh, it was pretty incredible the amount of stuff that I had retained over the yeah, years. Yeah, and highly quotable. Everybody has a certain line, and, and even watching it again, I, I remembered the, uh, uh, like Raul, even the little bit characters, <laughs> yeah, like Raul, the, Raul, the, Raul who the character. wild kingdom.
1: That's great, man. Uh, today,
0: we're going to teach poodles how to fly. <laughs> He's like that tossing shit you about the window. not put in a movie today. I, that was you one of my notes. You could put it in so a Super Bowl, like, Bowl commercial. Pe- yeah, apparently not. Oh, those fucking pussies. Well, wow, I'm popping my peas you over have, here.
1: You could have a child dying in a Super Bowl commercial, but you can't have a, a puppy get sold. Apparently, yeah.
0: No kidding. That's so ridiculous. Okay,
1: so let's talk about UHF. Let's talk about it. It was uh, 1989. July, right in the middle of went summer. up against Batman, <laughs> the first uh, Michael Keaton Batman movie, Indiana Jones and Indiana the last, Jones Crusade. last Crusade. It
0: was the last year I lived in Rochester. Something else too. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, interesting. Lethal Weapon two. I that think. was the other one. Yeah, Lethal Weapon two. But uh, you know what? I mean, like that's rated R. Like I didn't. I was too young to see that. People who were like so those what? are completely different audiences. So what? I would argue. So um, no, I'm just so saying that the, apparently what? this movie, like there were high hopes for it. There were in so high, in fact,
1: that they were like. Uh, th- they opened the movie up with an Oscar. Like, it's an Indiana Jones kind of throwback from Raiders of the Lost oh, Ark. Oh, yeah. And he's going through the temple to get the treasure or whatever, and the idol is an Oscar trophy. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not an actual Oscar, apparently, because no, they couldn't no. get the trademark to... Uh, I-, I didn't know this is not a reader on Wikipedia, but apparently, you know, Oscar's arms are, like, up here, kind of yeah. doing the Nosferatu thing, uh-huh. and uh, that version, he's, like, covering his junk. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the one <laughs> distinction. Which is funny. Please you don't know, sue.
1: That's uh, That's... Kind of trademark, it's trademark Weird Al Yankovic. De
0: rigueur for Weird Al Uh Yankovic, his type of Which is,
1: you know what, this is good. I I don't know. I guess you would say that this is at the peak of his popularity. Oh, yeah? He had just, even though he didn't get a number one album until like, what, two years ago. What? Yeah, I learned that at the screening. Oh, because he he had that big release. He hasn't had a number one album until two years ago. It took him 36, 37 years to get a
0: number one album. And I'm, I'm going to put that on the on the nostalgia factor because Werner Yankovic is, is not cool. Like, would you call him cool? Like, maybe now I he is, maybe two I years think ago? I always
1: thought he was cool, but I was a nerd, you know? Like, I was a nerd, too. But to even, nerds, he's
0: awesome because he comes
1: up with great parody right, songs. But even
0: I knew enough not to bring it up in front of the, the football-loving he was like, high schoolers well, I went to
1: school with. I was about to say, he's like Dr. Demento, also not but cool. <laughs> that's where he got his start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He played his music, apparently, uh-huh. on, on, his, right. on his radio show. That shoot. is right. Mm-hmm.
0: Gave him his big break. I was also kind of sad to learn that uh, like, he didn't start off doing exclusively parodies. Like, He had his own original music. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't, in, I guess, until he started doing parodies, he started getting that he, he hit the map. It, and then that's what everybody knew him for. But his parodies,
1: the most famous at that time, were uh, Michael Jackson parodies. Yeah. The dude fat. Parodied the hell
0: out of somebody. Eat it. It was almost like every time Michael Jackson came out with an album, like within 18 months, there was going to be a Weird Al album that at least yeah. had one track. You know, he he also had it, uh, a Queen
1: right. one. He had a Queen cover that he did. What? Which an- one? Another one, Rides the Bus. Oh, that's... I
0: keep forgetting that's Queen. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: so Weird Al, you know, I guess at the top of his popularity, his peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, you know, with anybody that actually hits their peak, if they're a musical artist, they'll end up doing a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen it done with Vanilla Ice. That's right. You've seen it with uh, One Direction and Katy Perry and Uh, uh,
0: Spice Girls. Spice Girls got their Spice World movie, which is kind of funny. That'll become an upcoming episode (laughs) of uh, that has been on the list, my friend. That's going to
1: be one of the most embarrassing episodes of this podcast. I saw that because I'm going to be like. I kind of like this movie. Oh, a me bit, too. Next a week. little bit. Spice World. I've, I've gone back and forth on it, mm-hmm. but now, like, as of the latest viewing, I'm like, this is kind of funny. Really? Yeah. Oh, I
0: haven't seen it in no- a while. Well, latest viewing? When did you. No, hold on. We got to save this for another podcast. Yeah, we'll save it for okay. another okay. podcast. So let's uh, talk about UHF. This was your pick. Talk about it. It about was it. my pick. I want to say one thing that all of those movies you just named have in common. Yes, they're all artists who got big and created a movie and then never had another movie again. That's because true. Because they capitalized on that one I He's not a one hit wonder, but I mean, he his his irreverent style of humor it wasn't it wasn't wide range appeal kind it, of stuff it wasn't yeah. wide range appeal and i feel like they were struggling just to get one 90 minute movie out yeah. of his because it really it's almost yeah. like a sketch it's
1: sketch it's sketch
0: movie yeah. it's totally a sketch movie the highlight of this movie
1: is the different TV shows that they come up with? <laughs> yes. The actual a plot to this movie takes a, a like a tragic backseat. Do you want to you want to spell it out for us? Since it is uh, yeah. So, so uh, Weird Al plays this guy named George. Him and his buddy Bob. George. are kind of dudes that <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> that's my mop, George. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I get into my Stanley Spadowski and something yeah, like I blank. Uh, so George and his buddy Bob, uh, they they have this horrible string of luck when it comes to their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like apparently they've worked like five six jobs within one month. Uh, and they just got fired from their latest. They're working at like some burger place, yeah. and uh, and they they go back home and they're trying to figure out what the hell are they gonna do. And we find out that George has a girlfriend, and she's expecting him to be like you know a responsible adult, played by Victoria Jackson from yeah, SNL right. before she went like all weird, fucking conservative crazy. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. So, th- his what happens? His uncle. Wins a UHF TV station in a, in a poker game. That's exactly what it is. And he doesn't wants, know what to do with he it. He wants to sell it or whatever. And then his wife, Weird Al's aunt, mm-hmm. convinces him, hey, let George run the station. Give yeah. him a job there. Let him run the station. It'd be, nice. It'd be nice. It's something he could do. And so they treat this like it's a like this ratty ass oh, UHF. But, like, correct me if I'm wrong, there were two. There were two frequencies. There was VHF, VHF which was like very high frequency. Yes. And UHF is ultra, ultra high frequency, high. Mm-hmm. which makes UHF better. Yes. Okay, so why did they treat this station like it was like a piece of shit AM radio station <laughs> when at the time this would have been like a premium kind of station to own, right? I, no,
0: I don't think so. I think it's the complete opposite. And I think your your analogy to AM versus FM is 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 correct. Yeah, Like UHF is to AM what VHF is to Is FM. it really? I think so. so.
1: Because that sounds weird, though. Because you would think ultra is better than v- very high. Yeah, it's very high and ultra. high. I think it has
0: more to do with like the wavelengths and not necessarily the quality or the reach. Okay, of, uh, I don't know. I'm no, I'm no scientist. <laughs> you know Philo. I'm no, I'm no Philo. <laughs> but um, yeah, apparently. Okay. Th-
1: so UHF is the AM radio of TV. Absolutely,
0: yeah, oh yeah, all the all the channels that uh, <laughs> they're usually like all the Spanish channels. Growing up, that's well so, nowadays everybody has cable. That's yeah,
1: exactly. Everybody has cable, and that's kind of what, what I was. Uh, that's what I was associating. Like the Fletcher, his station was kind of more of like the basic cable, yeah. kind of station, the affiliate. But again, I was trying to figure out. Like I'm like I thought UHF was better than VHF. But I, 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 I am maybe proven, I'm wrong. I'm proven wrong but here. I don't know. Just to, Terms that don't go for exist like, anymore. I go for two hours on this just alone where I'm like, oh, well, ultra
0: seems better than very. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's like a super VHS. Like if I versus, told you right now, uh-huh, Joel, I'd be me. like, Joel. What do I want? You look very good. Oh, thanks. Or what
1: if I said, Joel? You look ultra good. Wow, that's even better. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of where I was coming from on the TV signal. No. Okay, so I'm wrong. So George starts working at this TV station, which looks like it's been abandoned, but apparently people still work there. Like Fran Drescher, from Fran the nanny. Drescher's there. Yeah. She plays Pamela the receptionist, mm-hmm. Pamela Finkelstein, or yeah. I can't remember what her last name was. But what she's always
0: wanted to do is
1: be in front of the camera yes. be a hotshot reporter. She wants to be a reporter, and apparently this station comes with their own
0: like news department. <laughs> which which is in, in the form of Gwildor, Billy Barty. Yeah, Billy Barty's <laughs> in this. Dude, the cast in this is, is actually quite impressive. You
1: know what's impressive about this cast? Hmm. One of them directed me in a play in 1998. Bullshit, who? Nope, and not bullshitting you at all. One of the thugs... That uh, oh. <laughs> that, that like, the like the dude who's like I'm gonna kill him and he's yeah. got like the gun or whatever and at the guy one gets point stapled. Uh, no 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 not that thug. Okay, but it's the dude that like when Weird Al has his flashback to Rambo and the guy's firing the mo- the right. machine gun and they're right next to each other and then he blows him up with the arrow. His name's Grant James. Oh, he directed me in 1998 when I did uh, musical comedy murders of
0: 1940 in Garland. This I was gonna say this must have been down here then. Yeah, ah, interesting. Yeah. So a, a Texan. Yes. Wow. Well, they That's filmed the movie in Tulsa. I read that, too, which yeah. seems surprising. Um, I don't know, is, is Tulsa a, a, a hotbed of uh, Bro, film? I the, don't know. I was living in New York at the time. That's a good point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's the only one Why I'm would got. you know? Why would you know? That? <laughs> I wouldn't know anything which about just that. seems odd. Yeah. But I guess if I would have said 10 years ago that New Orleans and, and Atlanta were going to be the hotbeds of, of, you know, Hollywood would be shipping their, well, their films out know, there. Well, you know, I guess you would, all you have to do,
1: deal. you think where the tax breaks come from, where was the latest tragedy? Follow the money. Follow the tragedy, follow the money. As uh, Donald Sutherland says. That's right. JK. It's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> wrapped in a question. I can't remember what that old thing is. So, yeah. Tell me about UH. I don't like the Riddler. Let's talk that. about the that. diddler. <laughs> the
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Oh yeah, so you, let's see, I'm trying to pick up the plot where Yeah, you, where so you they, they so go into the station You find
1: out that it is staffed There's a few people there But like it's this like just kind of ratty-ass yeah. TV station They're just kind of playing a bunch of paid programming Cosmo
0: Kramer is the janitor No, he's not the janitor He He's the janitor for R.J. Fletcher Oh, that's right. Because we're introduced to him. Okay, so Kramer from Seinfeld, Michael Richards. Everybody knows him. Had a little bit of controversy a few years ago. Maybe you heard about it. <laughs> yes. And then haven't heard from He's him. He's nothing since. but an N word. Oh uh, All right. How do you feel about that? Because I like. I have him. this. I
1: have this weird thing about it because I do like Michael Richards. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, when that happened, I was like, "Oh, fuck you, Michael Richards." Yeah. It's easy. That's the but then the I, you go you go back and you watch it. Not that I think that there's an excuse to use that kind of language. No, like no. I think that's horrible. But I. Th- I don't think it came from. This is going to sound really weird, and you're just going to have to go with me no, on this. I ride. think we're going to agree. I don't think it came from a malicious place. No, absolutely I not. I think that he was just trying to shock people. Do he you
0: was, think he's racist? I don't. Do you think, think he, he doesn't? He, like I black don't people? think
1: that you get to a position where he was by yeah. being outwardly racist. No, especially working with the people that he worked with. Yeah, yes. Uh, and so that's it, that's hard for me to swallow. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, ill-conceived. I think that there is. A dark part of you that would allow you to think that it's okay to say that. I think that there's something
0: inside that, wow, you need to address that. You need to find yourself some Jesus. Oh, I um, just think he was uh, he was being heckled and was going for the shock value, like trying to get that upper hand, like when a bully
1: but there's, bullies you. But there are some things you just don't say.
0: Yeah, and you know? he found that out the hard way he on did. stage, <laughs> yes, on, camera, on camera. On camera, on YouTube. In the uh, the world of YouTube. Yes. See, and that's the other thing, too. If this would have happened in 1994... Nobody would have heard about it. It would
1: have been like one person heard about it, it would and have been like a, it yeah. would have gotten swept under the rug. Exactly. Not that that makes it okay.
0: No, it doesn't make it okay, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, he he grew up in a time where you didn't have to, like, watch yourself and well, think that... Well, he, he also grew up in a time where entertainment
1: was a little bit different. You know, you're talking about a comedian who... He grew up in comedy in a weird time where, like, there... It's so it's so weird when you think about entertainment. You think about Hollywood and you think about like the racial barrier mm-hmm. in in entertainment. How back in like the '70s, the '60s and '70s, like it kind of got torn down. Oh yeah. And then like it got built back up as as we became more sensitive. Like our okay. society has become a lot more sensitive. There was to certainly things.
0: a pendulum that swung.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you know, you you're coming fresh out of the All in the Family generation, mm-hmm. where. You know it's a great show, and all of the ignorant stuff is being said by the racist.
0: Yes, you and know it's sad, it's, they're
1: not condoning it. No, but it's the stuff that people joked about. Um, I might be sharing too much. I, I shouldn't. <laughs> I, I will. Just Jeff got this bit. out. My uh, my my father has a very racy sense of humor. Okay, but my father is also the same guy that I once watched. Punch a guy out because he was given, you know, a, an African American man who who, lives in, who lived in our neighborhood. It was giving him some, some, uh, some, heavy, uh, some heavy racist talk. And, Your my, dad was and my dad punched him out. Punched, wait, punched wait, out the guy. Who was doing the racist talking? The guy, no, the, the, the guy who was doing the racist talking got punched out by my father. Oh, but who was he talking to? He was talking to like, this black guy that lived in our neighborhood. Oh, okay. So there's yeah. a third party involved. And Your so intervenes, dad and, intervened. And my, and my, my father intervened. He's a hero. But he's he's also pretty fucking colorful with his language sometimes. Okay, yeah, but I mean... And that's where I come to, like, there's also kind of your generation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Some people will, it's just their generation, and I feel horrible, like, making excuses for it, but there are just some people, like, those words... It doesn't mean that to them. No, like they don't it, they don't put that kind of connotation behind and it.
0: And again, I'm a guy who's like, you know, words words themselves aren't hurtful. It's the intent behind them. Yeah. It's it's the person that's that's spewing them. And so it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and say I've never used well, language well, let me,
1: let's not just let's just not go down this yellow no, no
0: no, I'm just saying like who hasn't been in a group of friends and, and no, I joked about like I, I I never do again well I, but I, I, I hung around man the group of guys I hung around with in high school it was literally like an after school special like we had the one Asian dude the one white dude this the, does not make it sound better than a keeping guys. score no 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 I'm no, 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 just saying like if you would if you would have looked at us and, uh, we looked like the Power Rangers we looked like we were the Captain Planet kids we looked like we were, we were cast to, to hang out together and right? in fact it was, we were a we were melting pot I'll in the turn South you into a fucking tree I'm t- I was the minority no, and you know what it's the same deal with our
1: group of friends now yeah like we, no, we, we kind of we have a very yeah. diverse group my nickname we, was Weddo. like I was we, the white boy are we done patting ourselves on the back uh, yeah for how aggressive we are <laughs> yes. we can see through it but just to get back to the Michael Richards thing yes. I, I, Put feel, a I feel weird about that I just kind of feel like that was just a bad choice I uh-huh. don't think he's a bad person no I think he just made a fucking poor choice Absolutely. when he decided
0: to do what he did
1: yeah uh and it makes it you know, when you watch this movie, it's hard not to fucking fall in love with I was this gonna dude. say,
0: I just wanna go back and live in that time where oh. everybody loved him and he's man a great physical comedian. Yes. Like, who does this stuff? And if you've seen, uh, like, the old stuff with Johnny Carson, like, when he first kind of emerged. Well, well
1: you watch watch this. Watch Transylvania 6-5000. What the fuck is that? Have you not seen Transylvania 6-5000? Oh, sounds like a children's show. Oh, my God. We're totally going to do that movie. Okay. Sunday. It's Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> it's it's your fucking favorite guy, uh, Ian Malcolm. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Nice. That's right. I don't know why I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Brundlefly. Uh, but yeah, uh this is this is the movie that introduced Gina Davis. No way. Yes way, Ted. Wow. Uh, so it's there, there are these two guys that are investigating like hauntings in Transylvania and they're staying in this in this hotel. Okay. Uh, Jeff, if you get the chance, maybe bring up a Michael <laughs> Richards clip. Fuck you, I'm reading from Super Bowl, Transylvania 6500. But uh yeah, Michael Richards plays the butler of this hotel. <laughs> of course. And like everyone's like, he's just like Trying to show like Ed Begley Jr., he'll try to show him a new trick he learned uh-huh. and he'll throw a banana peel on the ground and it'll be like, What a beautiful and he'll slip <laughs> and he'll be like, Okay, now you, you go. And then like Ed Begley Jr. will open up a door, just a random door, and there's Michael Richards on one of those little like rides you would see outside of a Kmart yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, hor- and he's like, I'm
0: meditating.
1: Like, <laughs> it's, it's one of the great, one of the greatest performances. I cannot believe you haven't seen this movie. No, I haven't. I
0: need to immediately. It Holy sounds like. Holy shit. Well, there you but go.
1: no, agreed. An incredible physical comedian.
0: Yeah. He's so good. Uh, and dare I say, he steals this movie. Yes, he does. Like, I- if he's not in this movie, it's not nearly as fun. And I gotta say, just in general, I think Al Yankovic is the weakest link in this film. No. Yeah. Not the weakest, but he's damn close to it. The, who would you call the, the weakest? The dude that plays his buddy, Bob.
1: Uh, yeah. he serves his purpose. And so does Weird Al. Dude took a frying pan to the lip <laughs> yeah, in this did. movie. Yeah, he did. Say hello to Mr. Frying Pan. (laughs) But the problem is, I think Weird Al, where he suffered as a performer, Mm -hmm. he at least made up for it with the writing. Oh, yeah. So he, oh yeah! He
0: wrote a fun movie. I thought I was going to revisit this and and just roll my eyes at some uh-huh. of the stuff I thought was funny when I was a kid. But there's some laugh out loud moments there. Dude, here. there's some <laughs> truly fucking hilarious moments in this movie. Like, right off the bat, you know, the whole Indiana Jones, uh, r- which, by the way, they're fucking flat out using footage from Raiders, aren't they? Like, they didn't go and shoot a lot of that stuff. It feels like there's some shots in there. Maybe. That are, that are ripped off. They maybe got a which couple I of shots, but do. I think for the most part they, they shot some stuff well, in front of a the green. Screen. Certainly the boulder chasing him down a street. Dude, that is the best. That is <laughs> he I was, the corner and the boulder, and the boulder follows, him. follows him. And it turns a corner.
1: <laughs> oh my god. And
0: also uh, like at the beginning when he like whips the guy's arm. Whips
1: it right off, and he doesn't react at all. He just looks at it and (laughs) then keeps going. The dude walks out of the cave and gets run over by a train. By train, yeah. There's so much good stuff, and it's one of those rare movies where you could tell something's about to happen,
0: and you could pretty much guess what's going to happen, but it's still fucking hilarious when it happens. It's that slow build up to it too. I gotta admit, I I watched this last night again with Jason Cox. Uh, it, you guys stayed up and watched it. He is, a, yeah, because I was gonna go home and I was like, I gotta watch this movie. I can wow. either watch it here, or watch it at home. When he yeah. was like, well, let's watch it here. Um, he's the worst person to watch a movie with if you haven't seen that movie before, especially uh-huh. if it's a comedy, because you will know something funny is gonna happen thirty seconds before. Oh it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the, uh, the the chuckling, the chortling will uh-huh. begin. The anticipation of something mm-hmm. that's really great. Uh, but yeah, there's several scenes, <laughs> um, and, and so that's yeah, some of the biggest laughs uh, come out of left field. And it's it has nothing to do with the plot, and it's it's usually a sight gag of some sort. Uh-huh. Um, but damn, I, I I dare you not to fight, uh, the, fight, not the, to. Uh, I dare
1: you not to fight, <laughs> not to. Laugh. There's one part when when we were watching the uh, we were watching the movie last week, yeah. and it's funny because in the script I wrote a uh, a pilot for a web series, mm-hmm. and in the pilot I put an homage to Close Encounters. Oh, it's the part yeah. where Richard Dreyfus has the potatoes the and he's potatoes. crying over it,
0: and he's like. This is important. This means something.
1: This means something, and that fucking happens in this movie. Yeah. I totally forgot that that happens in this flick. You know, uh, nobody makes references. No, to No,
0: and when we die, this movie will die with us because there's so many references in this movie that no, kids nowadays wouldn't get. There's a there's a we don't need no stinking badges. Yes, joke. we don't need no sneaking badgers. Uh, uh, it, the, the last shot of the movie is like a fucking Casablanca uh, uh, homage. Yes, it is, um, and it's 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 right in that time where. I mean, you go. It's like the, those old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Uh-huh. You go up and watch them, and I don't get half of the characters that they're doing, right? Because they're all references to like the forties, 40s. 40s. yeah. And it's like, bitch, I'm fucking nineteen seventy eight. Like if it, if it didn't happen in the eighties, I I don't know about yeah. it. Yeah,
1: no, but you're right. But the thing is, we also grew up in a time when we were watching those movies on TV, and like our parents, oh, yeah. our parents knew who those celebrities were, and so they were explaining that to us. No, you're absolutely right. When this this is like, this movie's like a time capsule. Yeah. And uh, and it's a shame. It it is a shame that people are going to watch this. Other generations will watch this movie
0: and not understand why it's funny. What was the the audience in that screening like? I mean, I can. They were I can very receptive. Pretty much. Oh oh, obviously. They were. They were oh, yeah, you don't go to receptive. a, a twenty five year uh, anniversary screening of, of UHF. Yes, <laughs> it been twenty five. Let's see, nineteen eighty nine. Twenty five six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. Been, it's close to it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you don't you don't pick up tickets to a Monday showing <laughs> unless you love that movie. Right. I'm guessing 90 percent male, and 100 percent over. I've got to tell 30. you, man. Like
1: there were probably there was a group of I think four four women yeah? on my right. Oh, interesting. Uh, not with men. Not I mean, with like, men. They went just, there of their own volition. Their, yeah, just there on their own. All right. It was, uh, dude. It was it was fun. We we really had we had a fantastic time, uh, and the uh, I think. What really got us was, you know, it's the references. Yeah. A lot of the references that they make, but also the stuff that Weird Al created, like the original TV programming that they put together for this TV station. And the commercials. And, like, what kind of budget could you possibly have to do some of these, like Conan the Librarian.
0: It's supposed to be like a fledgling TV station. They have no budget. They can't even afford, you know, staff there. And yet there's these, uh, yeah, they have 24-hour-a-day programming (laughs) for seven days a week. You don't know the Dewey Decimal system. (laughs) It just splits them in half. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Uh, This was so fun. I'm trying to think of like anything that I can kind of tear apart. You know, and and there are things. There are definitely things. Well,
0: Victoria Jackson, I would say, is a low light. Victoria Jackson is really bad in this movie. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't and and I kind of think the relationship period was really weak. It didn't need to be there at all. Didn't need it. it. It screamed of well, we, ca- we need to have a, a, a love interest in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, Victoria Jackson. Sure. Like, the, the, the conflict between them was so weak. Yeah. Like, I- the fact that he was at work. He was busy at work, and he missed the dinner. And, like, suddenly she's like, you're the most selfish person and I hate you. Well, And I'm sitting there going, this is, like, he let her down.
0: Like, this is the only time he's let well, her Well, the only time we see. It's kind of alluded to that he has a history of this. And I'm, I'm going to defend her in this point because, like, he's the one who invites her through the t- television. So That's she's a true. dentist. She's operating on some guy. Uh-huh. And uh, we cut away from regular programming to bring in this special message. Hi, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. Like talking directly to her.
1: <laughs> bring well, your parents. We're going to dinner. Which is great. And, and, you know, and I understand where you're coming from on that but I kind of feel like as an audience member you need to build that up a little bit. Yeah, 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 You need to build that up a little bit more because all I'm seeing is wow, it's this guy that she was like really giving shit to because he couldn't dedic- dedicate himself to a job. Mm-hmm. Now he's dedicating himself to work and yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. N- and we've broken up. It's not even like I can't believe you forgot. I'm really excited. I'm glad that you're 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 enthusiastic about your work now and you found your calling, but you you stood up me and my parents. Mm-hmm. That kind of sucks. Not, we're through.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. (laughs) And then the way he wins her back is to uh, break into her apartment. Yes. uh, Scatter balloons and neon hearts and Uh just like the creepiest, stalkeriest shit. Yes, um, guys, that is not a way to win a woman back. Do not take your unless, love advice unless from it's Weird Al Victoria Yankovic. Jackson. Unless uh, she starred on in, in SNL <laughs> through the eighties. Uh,
1: so so okay, so Weird Al ends up getting this package at his UHF station mm-hmm. very early on, and it's actually addressed to R.J. Fletcher Channel eight. with Channel Eight. And so Weird Al's like, you know what? This is a good time to go and check out the competition, kind of make friends or whatever. Uh, go, I'll I'll bring it by. So he goes and he brings it by and we meet R.J. Fletcher, who's, I can't remember, the Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, and you'd remember him from Inner Space. Oh, it, he is the villain yeah, in Inner Space. He's, he's one of the villains in Inner Space. Dude's got
0: gums that just go on for miles. Like uh-huh. that sinister smile that he has. Like uh, you can, it, it Yeah. Yeah, the space between like where his nostrils end and his upper lip he's begins. He's so amazing in this school. movie, though. Yeah, he's so it, it makes me feel like this guy has to be a blast to work with because he gets the villain thing so well. And he said he had a great time. I was reading something on Wikipedia, like he loved filming this movie. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Like he, he after they would yell cut, like he would he would just burst out laughing. Yeah, at, at some of the more sinister oh, stuff he got to do. I, I wish I could see outtakes to this. Is movie. he still with us? I think he is. Yeah, yeah. he's just retired. I, I think
1: he's still with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so he goes over to R.J. Fletcher's t- to Channel Eight, mm. and we find out that like R.J. Fletcher's like, you know, he's a bully to his own son, to <laughs> his executives, and there, there's a, a file missing. They're looking for the numbers from the previous night, oh. and uh, the, his son's like, "Well, I left it on your desk." He's like, "I don't see it." Yeah. He's like, "Well, I don't know what could have happened to it." And so then he gets the idea. He's like, "You know what? The janitor probably threw Must it away." Must have been the janitor. So he pulls in Spadowski, Stanley Andrew Spadowski. Cosimo. Enter Cosmo Kramer, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Where's the file?" And he's like, "Oh, what's he say?" He's like, "Do you notice anything different about my?" Oh name? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just the stuff he goes through, he's like, "Uh, uh, it, there's no pen." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he just keeps like guessing and guessing, and he's That's like, great. "There's no file. There's no file." <laughs> uh, and so he ends up firing. Stanley mm-hmm. and you know throws him out <laughs> not
0: before uh, removing his mop his, his <laughs> much his beloved mop. his mop. No, that's, my mom. My mom. that's my mop. My mop. That's my mop.
1: Uh and so Weird Al's like you know what you can come work for me mm-hmm. over at, at Channel 4 or whatever is it that was. What it was? I don't remember. What I, don't was. remember. No. I don't remember what it was. Uh and so he hires on Stanley and Stanley is the station janitor mm-hmm. and he fucking loves this job. He's like is there anything else I can clean? You know, do I have to go home? And so uh one day Weird Al is like you know, he's what we had in Rochester was this guy named Ranger Bob. Yeah. Oh he did, yeah. I he know. Did, like, Bob. He did the kids' thing mm-hmm. and he was like, Hey you know, everybody. Hey everybody, it's Ranger Bob. Mm-hmm. And he would talk to kids and stuff and kind of introduce cartoons or whatever. Well, that's what Weird Al is in this yeah, at the station. He's a clown. He's named like Mr. Nutsy or Mr. something like that. Mr. Nutsy. And he hits his buddy with a frying pan and like the kids aren't <laughs> It's Mr. Nutzy's playhouse. Kids are
0: falling asleep.
1: So he ends up. You know, just completely dejected after Victoria Jackson leaves him. And he comes out and he's like, Stanley, how would you like your own show? Okay. Can I do I still get to be janitor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so he goes in and like within yeah. an hour. I know. I love. Suddenly, this. it's the
0: hottest show on TV. Because we cut to Weird Al, Yankovic, and Bob. They're in a bar <laughs> drowning their sorrows. Yes. And then uh, this crowded bar, and then it, the bartender's like, "Hey, everybody, it's back on." Turns the TV on. Everybody rushes to the bar. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, watching uh, Cosmo Kramer yes. taking over the show. Uh huh. This is George gave me this mop. It's not as good <laughs> as my last
1: mop, but it's a good mop. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's my voice. No, that's, that's my, pretty that's good. My Stanley that's voice. Good. The uh, and, and so the station starts to like just take off. Uh, and they're they're making money hand over fist. They're coming up with new programming. Uh, George gives himself like a Geraldo style TV
0: show. Oh, I love that. There you go. Another reference to yeah, uh, the eighties where that. he's got
1: the broken nose. He's got the broken nose. Geraldo got punched in the face <laughs> while doing an interview. I think with Manson or something. I
0: love. They're doing the lineup. Here's our guest for the day, and it's like a Nazi, a KKK, <laughs> a KKK guy, remember? and then like a, w- the last one is like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> She's wearing like the the outfit. Yeah, biting a guy's leg. <laughs> Lesbian Nazi hookers. That's what the other one was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so the station really
1: starts to take off, and that's how he wins Terry back. Uh, uh, sure, I yeah. think if I remember correctly, like that's how he gets the money to like just fill her apartment with yeah. all these like valentines and flowers mm. and uh, whatever. Uh, that's
0: creepiness. how he that's how he wins her back. Yeah, yeah, the creepiness. And this is really where the movie kicks. Like this is the highlight of the movie. Yes, uh, because from there on, it's all the different shows, it's all the different commercials. Uh, my Spatula personal City. favorite is Spatula City, dude. Oh my god, I had totally forgot about Spatula <laughs> City. How okay. So here's what, and you just gotta let it go. It's 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 crazy irreverent humor. Uh, there's a commercial about a place that I guess exists, <laughs> and this is where I don't quite understand. Okay, so I get that there could conceivably. Conceivably, be a TV show where a couple of crazy guys have taken over and created shows like Wheel of Fish and uh-huh. uh, um, um, yeah, the Conan the Librarian. So stupid, You're so stupid. Weaver, <laughs> 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 you yeah, <laughs> um, But are we also to believe that these places like the Spatula City also exists? And um, yeah. what was the other? Uh, there was another like commercial for an establishment. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, fuck. Was it like a
1: funeral home or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what the it buffet. was. The <laughs> funeral home with the buffet. <laughs> Show the woman at the salad bar. Just... Enjoy our salad bar, and they just they look all depressed yes. while they're eating
0: salad. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I guess yes. these places actually exist and need yes. a place to um, hawk their wares. <laughs> yes. But uh, still, never quite understood it as a kid and don't really understand it now. I but just think you're it's not supposed I to. I think it's just funny. It's just it's a funny, random giving, thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and so the station ends up finding... They find themselves in trouble mm-hmm. because uh, they're starting to butt in on the ratings. They become number one. Mm-hmm. And they're kicking R.J. Fletcher's ass. Channel 8. And so R.J. Fletcher decides, you know, hey, who owns that UHF station? Uncle Harvey. Uncle Harvey. And so he contacts Harvey. He wants to buy the station. Gives him seven, $75,000 Offers it. him... Yeah, offers him the money Uh, because Uncle Harvey's finding himself in some hot water with his gambling debts. <laughs> yes. Uh, Which, like, suddenly... Professor Claw from Inspector Gadget is is coming to get Uncle Harvey because he owes him money. And so Harvey agrees to sell the station to Fletcher, uh, but then (laughs) Weird Al tells his aunt, and she chose Harvey, a new asshole. Yes. And so now Harvey has to give Weird Al at least give him the chance, the chance to make the money exactly before he sells the station to Fletcher. And he's like, "But you know what? Don't worry about it. There's no way he can raise seventy-five grand in two days." Ah,
0: that's where the the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Well, that's where Weird Al comes up with probably, and this is what I had the the problem with. This is where I had this, my problem. This is where you had an this issue. Is, honestly, you know, because. The way that this movie is presented, like, just from the moment it starts, hmm. you kind of engage in a contract with UHF where you're like, all right, this Indiana Jones sequence, like, this is what you have to expect in this movie. Right. If you are still sitting in your seat by the time this sequence is done, uh-huh. you're in for it. Yeah. You know, you, you've you've bought in. There's nothing from this point on that you can really bitch about. It. Okay. Except for this one thing. All right.
0: Your finger? My finger. <laughs> the. uh <laughs> God damn it, Joel. I'm trying to <laughs> this is my Field just... of Dream reference. Sorry, go ahead. you remember that scene? <laughs> no, I don't. That's not a gun. That's your finger. It's your finger, Ray. Yeah. Uh, it's your Ray gun. <laughs> the, uh, so
1: it's when they, they start up the uh, the telethon yeah. at the station, and they're yeah. like, we don't want to raise money. We're going to sell shares. We're uh, selling 75,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, 75, shares uh-huh. of our station. And blah, 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 blah. Um, So Fletcher could have just bought out all the shares. Why oh. didn't Fletcher just buy all the shares? Oh, then he would have been the majority stockholder of the, the station. He still
0: would have owned the station. <laughs> oh shit, you know, I never even <laughs> thought about that. That's all <laughs> I can think the of. the writers didn't Watching either. it this last time, I was like, huh. Well, my, Why didn't <laughs> Fletcher just buy all the fucking shares? And you know, I was equally as skeptical about this plot point, but not in the way that you were. Because my first reaction is... Why don't you just do what every other TV station does? And obviously, you have advertisers. Just yeah. fucking sell advertising and raise money uh-huh. the way an, a legitimate business would, right? Instead of doing this telephone. And you got to think, like, really, like
1: for for a TV
0: station that's number one, yeah, in a market. I was going to say seventy five grand shouldn't be a whole lot. This is no, of course not. And if and when you're number one, your rates go up. You know yeah. that. Yes. with radio and yeah. TV and film. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, all arts So I think that was it That was where we both Had our big problems <laughs> Too unrealistic <laughs> It was too unrealistic and that was No, again it, I was just upset Because it was just Too easy of an out It just seemed It seemed too obvious That Never like, okay that. It maybe it would have made more sense had they said we're doing a telethon. We need to raise we need to raise seventy five thousand dollars to save the station. Is there s- Leave it at that. When you when you add the whole like Do the you shares. know we're doing the shares, so the station belongs to all of us. Yeah, I don't think that was a fix. I think that was because that totally seems like something that Weird Al would write. Yeah, that it's like yeah. it's about all the of us. Community. It's the
0: community. Right.
1: Yeah, well, there's your loophole,
0: man. Although what? maybe there's some legal issue because he already owns a station that he that's that it's uh, uh, um, uh, a monopoly. Uh, uh, no, it, a conflict of interest. Conflict of interest is the phrase. I'm. That, You're that, right. that he can't own. I guess I'll just have to break it, and bust it down, or what <laughs> does he say? Yeah, something like that.
1: I'll just have to shut it down. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Good point. Yeah. Wait. Thanks, oh, thanks for raining Thank on you. that parade. Thank you. Um, but again you don't see this movie for, for that you see it for the 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 silly dream sequences the silly dream where he se- lampoons rambo totally and and like even this the goofy shit with philo where he's like oh we haven't even talked about philo yet
1: my work here is done i can go back to my planet <laughs> now scientist. and they're like uh okay and i love this i love that he walks off into the background yeah. And we cut to a shot of him, and his face turns
0: into an alien face, and he just beams up (laughs) into the sky. You know, and apparently, I was reading, once again, thank you, Wikipedia, uh, that that shot, that wide shot where he walks off into the background, like, that was supposed to be it. There was no proposed, like, close-up with the effects. Really? Yeah. Uh, That would
1: have been funny, too. What I oh, think to, to had just he just walked see? off and like yeah, beamed up yeah. and nobody
0: notices they're just still doing their but thing. Apparently they were uh, impressed by the effects uh, that the, the the company had come up <laughs> it with. It so was they're so like, All good, right, it's in. It, it looks so like good. something got a Beetlejuice. juice, like something that Gina Davis transforms truth, her face. Truth. into. Truth, mm-hmm. truth. Yeah, speak. Man. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, uh, and. <laughs> Do you know where that actor's from? You ever seen that actor before? I don't think I. I don't know if I have. I don't. I don't remember. My sister growing up was a big uh, fan of General Hospital, and he was like one of the main characters on. Gen- is he Luke? He is like. Still, uh, what's his name? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, of Luke and Laura. Luke Fane. and Laura. Yeah, yeah. He's Luke. Wow. Uh, but then he also played like a, a another character, Grant Putnam. I don't know why the fuck I remember that. Um, well, <laughs> because I watched General Hospital along with my sister. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I, I think even maybe to this day he's still on. One of the few um, soap operas it's still on. Wow, because now that you say that, I'm like, oh, wow, take the makeup off of yep.
1: him. Yep. That's totally him. It's in his eyes. Wow. But I love that guy. Uh, yeah, no, his, his bit was really great. I love that he had his own show about, like, science. <laughs> uh, the Mysteries.
0: Of science and like it was all written <laughs> he's got down it. On a piece he's of paper. paper. He holds it up. He has to look at it to remember what it was. So yeah, so there was that show. There was Wells Kingdom where he's just like in his apartment. <laughs> Isn't that to... great? Look at this lizard. Look at this shell. And then you could stick them. What people don't know is you <laughs> stick on the ceiling and he licks it. Licks the turtle, throws it, sticks <laughs> to the ceiling. Here's, oh my my, God. here's my ant farm over here. It takes him three weeks to make this little intricate. <laughs> and they really hate it when you do this. He fucking shakes the ant farm. Uh, I love this episode the of the podcast rules. where we're just basically like, "Hey, remember describing, when? <laughs> describing the funny skits remember. from UHF. <laughs> Well, that's all this movie has it to really offer, is. really. It really is, because the A-plot is the weakest thing about I'm this movie. I'm telling you, it's tenuous, and when yeah. you have to tie it together with these dream sequences, probably my, my least favorite part. Again, anytime we Weird Al's on, on screen, uh, he I makes it part.
1: I liked the I liked the Rambo bit. I liked the Indiana Jones bit. Yeah, but what about the I love the Mr.
0: Nutsy thing. Yeah, but the, the, the creepy-looking uh, bodysuit that he's wearing to make him look muscular, but instead he just looks like I a, thought that was hilarious. a slimy geriatric... I thought it was hilarious. I, but I... I don't think it was intended to look that... Way. I think, I it was think supposed so. To be, I don't think it was supposed to look don't real. I just think the makeup was very good. Well, it didn't. I don't think it was supposed to look real. I will say
1: that like his acting is horrible. Yeah. His acting is bad. And I think the only the only way you can buy him on on camera with somebody else as a love interest is when that love interest is Victoria as, Jackson. As, as equally as... They uh, are. Because yeah. neither one of them really outdoes the other. <laughs> like, they're both equally <laughs> right bad. There on
0: that plane. Yeah, that's probably how she got the part.
1: But I still thought the Bob guy was a little bit worse.
0: Really, did yeah, you? Yeah, I thought I, he was just a little bit worse. I so much. And he doesn't have a lot to do. And he's almost the straight man, I guess. Oh, he very he's much is. The, the, mm-hmm. the most normal person in this world.
1: Very much In fact, if there was anything, I kind of really hated the fact that you kind of lose him at some point. Like halfway through this movie, yeah. you kind of lose him. Which in... is
0: weird when we start off and it, it feels like a buddy comedy, right? Yeah. They're together, they get fired together. Which, by the way, he should have like a wrongful termination suit. I know, right? For burger. getting... He didn't even like, do I anything. I didn't even do anything. He was the guy listening to Weird Al talk shit about the manager. And yeah. then he gets thrown out, too. Why Why does he continue I love to love when they're
1: in, they're in the apartment, and Weird Al's making his Twinkie, his Twinkie dog. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, what
0: time is it? And, like, the Kung Fu studio next door, you see the fist come through the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And he checks the oh, watch on shit. it. Well, there you go. We haven't talked about Cooney yeah. very much. We talked about the Wheel of Fish. you was uh, so stupid. I, I do love that, like, he gives everybody in his life their own TV show. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, that's where... Uh, It gives you that good feeling. It does. I remember watching this in the 80s and being like, I could have a TV show on UHF. Hell yeah. What would it be? What would it be, Joel? It would have been me playing Nintendo probably <laughs> sounds very Nintendo. No, you know what it would have been? Um I went through a heavy phase of a firework phase because uh-huh. I lived I literally lived like right on the out- outskirts of town but I was just inside the city limits. Uh, you walk down the street and that's where like all the firework stands were 4th of July and New Year's Eve burning um, it up with Burnson. And... Yeah, so I'd get some uh, some M80s Yeah, uh, stick them in ant black cats. Ant ant. uh, Wow, I was gonna say farms. Ant ant, piles. This went dark really quick. Yeah, it really did. Well, I'm gonna torture animals. (laughs) Just they don't have souls. Don't worry. Um, But I I got my comeuppance early because I learned quickly uh, when you stick an M80 into an ant mound, and then light it and run off, you might want to stand behind something. Or you will be bombarded with the bodies, the the lifeless bodies (laughs) of ants. Uh, Some still clinging to life and just ready to lash out at whatever they land on, which happened to be my face. Yes. So, kids, that explains it. When you stick (laughs) fireworks (laughs) onto living things, run for cover. Wow. Well, this public service the announcement you brought, to you, know. by, brought to you by brought you by City and Katy Perry
1: <laughs> and <laughs> Dancing Sharks. <laughs> uh, all right, so do you have any other like notes about this movie? Let's see what else. Because I got honestly, here. like this is like the most fun film. Yeah, it's it just hits good. that one point near the end, and I kind of feel like part of that also feels like it was just kind of a mad dash to figure out how to finish this movie yeah, off. I got to wrap it up. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I, I was. Wh- what do you think about the, the actual filming? Like, this isn't really necessarily a, a, a pretty film to look at. It's, no. It's shot kind of no, it's, like a TV show. It's very flat. But it, it feels, feels also, so flat. It feels claustrophobic because the close-ups in this movie, and, and granted, I was watching it on Jason's, like, 60-inch TV, like, <laughs> sitting in the front row. But still, I feel like super close-ups where, like, tops and bottoms of heads were yeah. being cut off. And if there's somebody you don't want to see close-up, God damn, it's Weird Al Yankovic. It's young that Weird guy, Al. That guy's... Yeah. He looks, he he looks, looks better fat. now. He does now. I know, right? He he looked like he had put some pounds on. Yeah. And I would also read that, like, he had some moles removed during the filming of this movie. Oh, wow. And I think it's because he was he saw some dailies of himself, like, you know, his big fat head. Wow. Uh, and realized... God, poor, I, poor Weird Al. I know. He's a tortured soul, isn't he? Yeah, well, by you... No no <laughs> you're the only one that's giving nah, him shit. I'm sure. Well when you when you call yourself weirdo. <laughs> he's he's I don't know. So he's got to have a fat mold up face. No no like I'm just I I'm, no, I'm just saying like he, he 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 knows what he is. Where are we going with this? Uh let's 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 move on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll tell you where we can move on. Um This film is following in a a great tradition of films that we've talked about on this here podcast uh, that have bankrupted (laughs) the studios. Uh This Uh, was Orion. Orion. A year later, they filed for bankruptcy. And it wasn't necessarily just because of this movie, um, but it was certainly uh, probably the final nail in the coffin. So $5 million budget Mm -hmm. made $6 million. Again, it's not, it wasn't a failure. No, no, no. And it wasn't and a victim of... um, its own release date, I think, uh-huh. doing it right smack yeah. in the middle of Summer next to Batman. I,
1: I dare say, like, it, 1989 was a dangerous time to release a movie because there was a lot of good stuff that came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and UHF just kind of happened to be that thing that wasn't, yeah. that,
0: it wasn't this, mass appeal. It could have been like the sleeper hit if they would have pushed it to like end of August. You know, uh-huh. there's always that last rally like at the end of the summer, where some little sleeper hit shows up. Uh, yeah. Actually, The Hangover wasn't The Hangover one of those movies? Yeah, came absolutely. Out, like, late, sure and was. Surprised everybody. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I think Swingers was another one too that came out late summer. Eh, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. I, don't, I don't think I would put Swingers up there
1: along that. with The Hangover. No. I mean, I <laughs> Fair love enough. Swingers, Fair and I think enough. I saw it twice in the theater when it came out. Oh. But lucky. I would. I don't think that it was a big mass. Uh, a, no. a big mass appeal kind Probably of film.
0: Uh, well, as long as I'm bringing things down, let me bring one more thing to light.
1: Don't yeah. bring me down. You know what I'm
0: talking about, Bruce? No. Uh, so Raul, who we talked about earlier, the animal kingdom guy, yeah, it was supposed to have a much larger part in this. Really? Movie. Yeah, yeah. He was he was going to have like a whole uh, other plot line that took him through the climax in the movie. He kind
1: of just disappeared. Like he he yeah. he showed up, and you really wanted him to be something, right. That that lasted because it was
0: funny and he was energetic. Well, and I was like, where did he even come from? <laughs> no, yeah, I know, because they didn't really set up his character, and it was probably because they didn't have a chance to film that scenes. Because much in the way he disappeared from this film. He also disappeared from the world, Joe. He was killed in a car accident before the ending of the filming of this movie. Really? Yeah, and they talked about cutting him out of the movie entirely because. But I guess you know when it's just a hodgepodge of scenes put together. Wow, and that scene is so funny. It's so. good. Yeah, when I learned that, I was like, ah, oh, really, I had no idea. You know, sorry wow, to that's ruined the party. That's a damn shame. Debbie Downer. <laughs>
1: that's weird too. Around around that time, when did that the Twilight Zone movie come out? Oh, that was before.
0: That must have been. That was mid eighties, wasn't it? That was mid eighties. with Shatner. Yeah. Well, no. 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 John Lithgow did the, the Shatner yeah. bit.
1: But it it also had the one about the racist who ended up getting like sent back to Vietnam oh, or whatever. Oh yeah. And he ended up they had the accident on the set with the helicopter killed him and the Decapitated him. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, man. Bad film times. safety was a bad time in the in the eighties. It's that
0: sh- shit still happens. Was it? Does it? Still well, remember ha- who was the DP? No, she wasn't a well, there DP. There was there was Brandon Lee when he when they did The Crow, but even that was almost twenty years ago. No, there was one recently, and, and she wasn't on camera, but she she's become like the uh, the poster child for um, um, PAS. Really, some PA that was killed in a horrible accident on, on what? Phone. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm, okay. I'm, I just know that they they write her name now on the back of all the slates as in tribute. Really? Yeah, Whoa. Because they, they had to change some some rules, make them a little more stringent to protect us from everything. Do you know what the accident was? No, I don't. There's a horrible story. There's is a good wow, job, Joel. You, Joel set you set up the up no story and then have no details to back no it up. But I'm just saying there's still a, it's a dangerous world out there, kids. <laughs> don't think just because you're going to pristine Hollywood it's all smoke and magic. Wow. Some 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 danger some can dangerous shit.
1: you. Wow, that's 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 a sad bit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Wow. Now, so the movie gets wrapped up pretty, pretty neatly. You know, where Stanley, well, you know gets, Stanley gets kidnapped by some thugs, one of them played by Grant James, who was the director of musical comedy murders of 1940. <laughs> you might also recognize him if you're familiar with the movie Tombstone. He's oh. the doctor in Tombstone, and he's working on Bill Paxton. Oh, and he's yeah. like, where you shut that goddamn dog <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, when, when I first found out who he was, like, again, I didn't know his entire IMDB freaking resume. So I was like, whoa. You're the doctor from Tombstone. That's what I recognized oh. him as. It's like you're the doctor from Tombstone. And once I once he figured out like that, I had recognized who he was. I, I kept telling him, I'm like, you know what? You're my hero because you've worked with Kurt Russell. Like <laughs> I'm, I've met the man who's met Kurt Russell. But then he would share like the most amazing stories from the set of Tombstone. Oh, yeah. About like how Val Kilmer, like that he would he would just tell stories about watching Val Kilmer work and like how PA's and stuff would come up and be like five minutes, Val. And like Val would like yell at people and I've be like, heard uh, that. Uh, my name's Doc. Yep. And like you had to refer to him as Doc." And I was like, "Does that that really fucking happens?" Dude's he's fucking like, nuts. "Oh yeah, that guy's like, crazy." That shit happens. Well, apparently, he's not the only one that does
0: stuff like that either. No, but he, but uh, it, he, <laughs> I think he's legitimately insane.
1: You got to be a little insane to do what he's done. He's he's film. just this side of Gary Busey. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh. Sans so so yeah, accident. I got I got some I got some great stories from him. Uh, but Stanley gets kidnapped by the thugs, mm-hmm. and he's annoying the shit out of them. They put him in a closet. <laughs> I love that. Uh, they open up the closet because the the blindfold's now falling off of his face. They open the closet. And I he... love that shot of him trying to remove it with his, <laughs> with his tongue. He's like licking the bottom of the. <laughs> And so they go in, and he's trying to fix the the guy. The thug is trying to fix the blindfold, and Stanley sees his mop outside in the, outside corner. In the mm-hmm. corner, and it gives him like all the strength he needs yep. to get it's up. Like Popeye and, with spinach. <laughs> yes, and my mop gets his mop, and then it's like one of the most amazing like catch. <laughs> Like, th- this chase sequence, it only like, <laughs> covers
0: 10 feet of space. Yeah, it's all but, in one room. But it's so ridiculous. Just empty boxes and him tripping over himself. <laughs> yes. And uh, throw- And at one point in he just, like, throws the mop away. And it's like, motherfucker, like, you've been <laughs> searching for this forever. Right. Take it with you. That
1: was your thing. Uh, and so wh- who's watching this but Philo? Philo has set up a camera. Yep. Like somehow people get to and from places, dude. <laughs> and I don't know how they get there so RJ fast. R.J. Fletcher
0: does it at the end too. Yeah. Like he's he's in the station delivering two cameras, speaking to the to the city, the uh-huh. town. Do we even know what city this is in? Do they ever I have call no it out? Idea. It's got to be a small town.
1: It's definitely not a tropical or warm climate kind of place <laughs> because Uncle Harvey and his aunt like, like they live somewhere else, dude. What about the clothing? The clothing was the pretty outfits that Victoria she wears, Jackson
0: at the restaurant. <laughs> She's got <laughs> this big, those, the puffy sleeves. Yes, and had I not known this was shot in the eighties, I would have thought that that was a gag, that that was somehow. But and I think people were dressing that way. Oh that yeah, kind of, yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of horrible clothing. No, Sorry, no, no, I took you off your track. No,
1: the clothing was so bad. Small uh, town though, but big enough to have town. two TV stations. Apparently, <laughs> exactly. So not too bad. Uh, and uh, and so they Weird Al shows up. Like he sees what's going on on Philo's camera mm. and runs. From the UHF station, <laughs> yeah. runs to downtown wherever to channel eight, and helps rescue Stanley. They get back yeah. in time to raise the final like seventy-five thousand dollars or whatever. Yep. They pay the bookie, and then they they've saved the station mm-hmm. and Fletcher is com- is fined or whatever. Yeah, uh, and has his license revoked. Mm-hmm. Like. Everything—it's almost like Empire Records. <laughs> like everything, it good, is kind of isn't everything it? Yeah. good happens for the good guys. We They're able to save Sugar the station. Sugar high on the roof of the station. Sugar high, <laughs> uh, and the bad guy is given, you know, his his citation and you know defeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's all wrapped up in a nice, neat bow. Of course, well, but that's the type of movie this is. PG thirteen. It, it absolutely is. I don't
0: even think this should have been PG thirteen. Uh, apparently, the only things that pushed it over the edge were. The Conan, the librarian, splitting the guy in half. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, and then that other scene where they have like the wood shopping show with Emo <laughs> Phillips. <laughs> Emo Phipps. Yeah. Um, and he's
1: got, he cuts off his, oh dear. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, so I was watching this movie with people, a couple of people who hadn't seen it before and uh-huh. weren't familiar with him. Yeah. And they were just confused. They're like, "Why is he doing uh-huh. this voice and I character?" Love I'm like, emo. "No, this is a this is a comedian," and that was his. He was like the Bobcat Goldwaite yeah. of, of his time. Yeah, well, of Bobcat Goldwaite's time, uh-huh. I guess that was the thing to do back in. You had to to have like a, have you had a a, your your, per,
1: your persona, your delivery. Yeah, you know, you had your Judy Tenuta. That's right. Uh, emo Phillips,
0: uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Oh yeah, him Sam Kennison. Yes, him too.
1: Everybody had their their little their character that they brought to their stand-up. Well,
0: Joe, I'm glad we've moved away from that in the year 2015. Yeah, Blair of the Cable Guy.
1: <laughs> but
0: then you look at you, you look at Larry the Cable Guy and then you think
1: we've got our Louis C.K. Uh, we've That's got true. David Cross we've got a lot of st- we have some strong stand-ups no absolutely it's just unfortunately there's a lot of bad ones too yeah mm-hmm. uh, Joel what did UHF do best?
0: Um, it, uh, it's, it's Kramer man it's fucking Michael Richards I'm telling you if he's not in this film th- all the other pieces are are, are, are fun and there's some, some, some irreverent humor again as I said um, but it's it's more than the sum of its parts because of his performance. And he's just so lovable. He really Like, is. you really want him to win. And when he uh, when he finally gets his show and it's, like, all big budget. Yes. And he comes out in the fire truck the and he's, I, he's got the crazy glasses. He's high-fiving little kids. You get to drink from the fire hose. <laughs> it just blows that kid away. I love how, too, that there's, like, adults in the audience, too. Yes.
1: It's, I like that the little kid is looking for the marble in the oatmeal uh, with two with geriatrics. His, yeah, There's, like, two old people in yeah, there. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and
0: the show's been on for, like, two days and already. <laughs> Just the like biggest thing, packing the house. I but couldn't yeah. agree more. Michael I, 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 Richards, Michael man, Richards right? was the best thing
1: about this movie. Time for him to make a comeback. Uh, that and just just the, the writing, uh, Weird Al's writing of the sketches like the different bits funny ideas not connected the A plot again the A plot the A plot of this movie is kind of takes a back seat sure. but the sketches themselves the TV
0: shows and and the commercials
1: like they should have really started those earlier in
0: the movie that's the other thing too like it's a good half hour before we and and if 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 I can jump to what this movie did wrong yeah. that's it it's, it takes a while before we get to the highlight uh-huh. uh and in a 90 minute movie called UHF about a TV station right I'll, I'll, I don't know how you get to that any sooner, though. Maybe maybe remove one or two of the dream sequences. You remove the relationship between You're Weird yes. Al and Victoria Jackson, get because that. that
1: takes up a good ten minutes before we get to the TV shows.
0: And then the, uh, the, the, the Clampets, the Beverly Hillbillies music video. I disagree. With the 80s. I love that. I know, but it's just I kind of loved a... that. Do you really?
1: Well, because, Is, I mean, Joel, you've also got to remember, like, what Weird Al was famous for up That's to this true. point were parody videos. Yeah. And so you couldn't make a movie with Weird Al, written by Weird Al, starring Weird Al, Without having a, a parody video, fair enough. And I mean, honestly, for that time too, the fact that he got like that computer animated thing that that Dire Straits got, which must have been like half the that budget, that had to <laughs> be half the budget. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So I dug that, but I, okay. man, we are we are on the same page. I agree with mm-hmm. you though. I think what this movie did wrong was that it waited too long to get into the movie par- or the TV show yeah. parodies and the commercials. Uh, and I thought that the the romantic plot could have been nixed. Yeah, we didn't need we'll that at that. all. We didn't need Victoria Jackson. I don't know who was sitting there going, well, we need someone with a little more experience to carry Weird Al through his scenes. You're right. You would think so. Yeah, and she was not it. No, no. Nope. And Julie Louis-Dreyfus. That would have been great. A whole
0: Seinfeld reunion right. there. <laughs> um, uh, quick aside before we get to the recasting. Sure. Favorite Weird Al Yankovic song? Um, and I'm not even going to limit it to parody, just... No, no,
1: no, no. Because I really think my favorite Weird Al Yankovic song is one of the the polka medleys. Yeah, oh, it's um, polka medleys. I, uh, I just, I think it's polka your eyes out. And it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's the one with like it has like Soundgarden and. Uh, oh, one of the more recent ones. Yeah, the, the Black Hole Sun. Won't you come? Nice, I like uh, that one. I really love what he does with those medleys, though. Like every album he puts out, that's what I look forward to. And on it's each always album. the last
0: track, too. Yeah. They're but so it's good. the
1: best. It's really the best because it shows, not only does it, like, it highlights his skill, like mm-hmm. how he can interweave, like, music and stuff, but it's also goddamn catchy. Like, they're they always really so are. damn
0: catchy. And they flow from one to the other. Uh-huh. And, and just your favorite pop songs uh, turned into accordion medleys. Yes. Uh, who else could do that what what you about, about yours yeah, mine is is an original track uh not a parody i don't remember what album it was off of but it was it's called the biggest ball of twine in minnesota do you remember that one <laughs> no i don't it's, it's a sweet little ditty and if you if you didn't speak english if you had no idea what he was singing about it's uh-huh. about like his family and they're going on a trip yeah. and it's like where do you want to go you want to go to disney world no we want to see the biggest ball of twine in minnesota and the, like that's the attraction that oh, they're wow. driving cross country to see uh-huh. um but then it's a sweet tale about them getting there and they they, they they finally get there and it's like an awe aw, and and awing moment. Yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it was they awe. were awestruck. They were awestruck. Thank you mm-hmm. is what I'm looking for. But again, but just musically, if you didn't know what they were singing about, it's a really sweet is it song. I'll have it's to got check a nice it out. Climax. I'll have to check it out. I've got
1: like every time he puts out like a Star Wars like oh, parody yeah. song, someone always sends it to me, and like I think they're cute. Uh, like the Yoda one. That's done yeah. to Lola <laughs> or uh, yo, yo, the, yo, the, the bye, bye Bye Miss American Pie. Yeah. That's the, 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 the saga begins or whatever. But those don't really stick with me. Like, you would think as a Star Wars fan, I'd be like, oh, no, I love those. No. No. It's it's the polka ones. I'm yeah. I need to check out this biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Song. <laughs> I'll send
0: you the track. I like that. Uh, one. I do right. like Yoda too. Good call. So
1: if we were going to recast UHF, I have one, two, three,
0: four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have to I have to see uh, how many I have here. We are not going to be ping ponging this uh, one, are we? Uh, one, two, three,
1: four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. What? Uh, ah. What are the chances are it's the, the same characters? It might be. I don't know. Let let's try to uh, let's try to ping pong. You <laughs> really? Yeah. Let's try. Joe, so you never want to. Even though mine's a theme. Uh. Mine Mine's a complete theme. I like, I took so the cast of something else and put it in
0: here. Oh, did you? Uh-huh. Well, I, I did a Joel Burnson. Oh, wow. Maybe you should go first. Do you want me to go first? Well, because it sounds like it works together as a... I can't believe the one time you want to ping pong, I'm shooting you down.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is what it is. It's okay. That's We All still right. shared a moment. So, what I was thinking with this is... Joe, what were you thinking? You know, Weird Al, obviously, parody song artist, stuff mm. like that. What is it that we have that's closest to that now? The Lonely Island. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I went ahead and went with a movie that The Lonely Island did called Hot Rod. Holy shit. And I basically took that whole cast oh my and plugged God. them into parts in this movie. I'm already nutting. So uh, Pamela Finkelstein yes. would be played by, uh, is it Isla or Isla Fisher? Uh, I think it's I, I think it's a combination of the two. I think it's Isla. Isla Fisher. That's not okay. Right. It's got to be Isla. Whatever. She Whatever. would be Pamela. Uh, Akiva Schaefer would be Philo. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Harvey, played by Chris Parnell. Oh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Noodles, Warwick Davis, because there were no midgets in Hot Rods. I was going to so. say, yeah, we didn't have one. So we're throwing Warwick Davis in. R.J. Fletcher, the, the guy from that Channel guy. 8. Ian
0: McShane. Yes. Oh, my God. he's uh, so George Newman, obviously Andy Samberg. Yeah, I I, was, I knew to, you were going to go there. He looks like him. He's got that energy. He's got uh, to head it up. He'd um, be
1: great. His best friend, Bob, Yorma Tacone. Wait, who who's played that? his little brother in Hot Rod. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that guy. Uh, Terry would be uh, Anna Ferris. So kind of throw in someone else. She's the other new, like, kind of throw her in there as well. Give me that. Uh, saving the best for last, Stanley Spadowski, played by Bill Hader. Oh, interesting. Yeah,
0: all of this directed by Akiva Schaefer. Nice, who, man. Uh, who directs the Lonely Island uh, stuff. That, I smell a 2016 Eddie Award nominee <laughs> for best recasting ensemble. Uh, I did not do that. I should have. Man, that's fucking fantastic. I thought you were going to go J.K. Simmons. Wasn't J.K. Simmons in Hot Rod, too? No. What's the Adam Sandberg movie with J.K. Simmons I'm thinking of? Uh, Addy, Andy Sandberg? Andy, what did I say? <laughs> Adam Sandberg. <laughs> oh, damn <it. laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. I can't remember
0: J.K. They're Simmons. Like, they're like best friends, and he's gay. J.K. Simmons and Andy Sandberg? Yeah, they're like father-son. Well, yeah, what Yeah. is that, Jeff? I, I, can't it. I can't remember. It.
1: It's an Adam Sandler movie. That's my boy. Oh, that's my that's boy. That's what it is. All right.
0: That's why you said Andy Samberg. Fuck! I'm I'm, I'm merging. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go from the bottom. I didn't do uh, Billy Barty character because uh, okay. I would have just gone Peter Dinklage. Gotcha. <laughs> We've we him too much. Um, Richard Fletcher. Uh, oh, Richard Fletcher is the son of R.J. Fletcher, yes. the kind of snobby uh, guy. Okay, so I, Dicky. I I went all comedian uh, because you know you're gonna do an update. You have this, to. Get, yeah. Get some get some talent in there. Uh, So uh, I'm gonna get Bradley Cooper to do that role because he hasn't played a dick in a while, not since uh, Wedding Singer, I think. That's true. Uh, And so he could play the little. What's uh, what's Maine known for? The sniveling son. What football and crab cakes. Oh, that's right. That's 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 his line. I think so. That's Uh, what Maine does. RJ Fletcher, um, another person I I like to see uh, play a a villain. I don't think he's done it enough. Richard Dreyfus. Oh wow. Speaking of a close encounter of the third guy. Yeah, that was about to say. Uh, And then here come the comedians. So Philo. Uh, how about Stephen Wright, the uh, the, the low voiced Stephen like, Wright? like from uh, Reservoir Dogs? Oh, that's the, right, uh, the, the swinging sounds of the seventies. Yeah, Stephen Wright. You also may know him from uh, Half Baked. He's the guy who falls asleep on the couch. Uh, Cooney, of course. You know he's the 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 Asian guy. Uh-huh. Got to go, Kang Jong. Ken John from Hangover, is good, yeah. It's uh, Fran Drescher, the Fran Drescher character, the reporter. Let's go, Sarah Silverman. She's funny. She could do that role. That's a good also one. Also, would you? Victoria Jackson, Terry. <laughs> wow. How about how about Amy Schumer in the Terry Jackson like uh, that role? I like it. Uh, Bob, the best friend, the guy who you didn't like. Maybe you'll like him a little better if he's played by Ron Livingston. Oh, Office God, Spaces. I love Ron, Ron Livingston. Livingston. Maybe get a little bit of a meteor role. Uh, Michael Richards. This is a tough one. Because uh, I'm going out on a limb here. That's that. That's a really hard one to recast. Yeah, it was. It was really tough. I reached into uh, for me. At least I know him more as a podcaster, the podcasting world. I'm gonna get Mark Marin to play the role of uh, Michael Richards. I could dig that. I don't I know like that, that he'd be good with kids, but uh, he he certainly has that energy. And then finally, uh, Weird Al Yankovic, another tough one to do, but uh, a favorite of mine. And also somebody who has irreverent humor. How about Harlan Williams? Love it. <laughs> the oh, Harlan George Williams character. So that's my and all this directed by the Fairley Brothers.
1: Nice. That's yeah. not that's not bad. If you guys have any thoughts on uh, how you would put this movie together, any recasting or whatever, uh, you can write us on our Facebook page. Look for us on Facebook. Uh, just type the Editing Bay in the search bar. Find the girl with the bleeding eyes. That's us. Let us know your thoughts about what we've had to say about this movie. Uh, even though admittedly we really didn't have a whole lot to say about this, this movie this is two in a row we just kind of recapped what we just watched and just <laughs> loved it
0: hey remember that time R- remember when they went to spatula city yeah
1: uh, that was and awesome so, uh, so if you have any thoughts though let us know about it and uh, you can also find us on the world
0: wide web on our own website right Joel yeah that's right editingbay.com back to you Joe oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> no. Also, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the Editing Bay. That's the only time I will allow you to insert a "the" before Editing Bay. At the Editing Bay, follow us there uh, and uh, find out what what our what our next movies will be. When we're doing stuff, I'll post pictures up there sometimes. Yeah, a little peek behind the curtain of the Editing Bay podcast.
1: Uh, and if you uh, if you do listen to us on your iTunes app, uh, make sure you give us a little bit of a, a review. Review us. Give us a rating. And uh, don't don't fucking I'm gonna, take, I'm take a no, photo no right don't now. take a photo of me I'm right tweet now. It, I'm tweet don't it, take Jeff. a photo. God damn it! Don't take a photo of me. Um, okay, yeah, uh, you can find if you <laughs> get us on your on you. your iTunes. You do you sense? <laughs> I was only like seriously angry. You're very in tune with the force. Fine, i will take a picture of Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, take a picture of Jeff. Take a picture of his shirt, because I was talking about that it earlier. That is an awesome shirt. It's so good. Puff your chest out, Jeff. Uh, all
0: right, so uh <laughs> you the wrap-up So, signal. yeah, if
1: you get us on iTunes. Give us a review. Give us a rating, and uh, that helps us grow the show. Uh, and you can also check out the rest of our shows here on the Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, we've got My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam. They talk about comic book stuff. Uh, Jeff also hosts the 8-Bit Gladiators along with John, who's just standing here, hanging out, looking through his flip book, trying to figure out what they're going to talk about tonight. Hi, John. Hi, John. He's waving. <laughs> He's waving. It's that's a good podcast show. call it visual? Yeah, that's that's a visual. Uh, and you could also check out MVP with uh, with with Matthew and
0: Daniel. Man uh, wasn't on this past week. But you know what? I don't care. I am one over. I've been listening to the shit out of good, that show. Good. I love those guys. Because they're awesome. They're really <laughs> yeah, they good. Really do. I don't they're even like sports.
1: Excellent at what they talk about, they're excellent at what they do. Uh, you guys should listen to them. Listen to all of the shows here on the Next Wave yeah. Radio Network, give them all a rating, give them all reviews. Help us grow this little company and Next week, oh Valentine's Fuck Week, yes, Joe. and
0: I get to pick it. Oh, you son of a bitch. Don't disappoint me now. Are you ready, Joel? Well, I don't know, because Are last year I really wanted to do a Valentine's Day show. Are you ready? And I was on vacation when you did 13 Going on 30. Are you ready for this? Which is a show Because I this would've... is
1: going to be so much more oh, no. epic than 13 Going on 30. Why do I 30? feel like
0: you're Lucy and I'm Charlie Brown
1: with so the football? So we're about to because, yeah, I'm about to lift your ball in the air. The one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, here's this little story. Uh oh. About Jack and and Rose on a ship that I like to call... What? ...the Titanic. What? <laughs> okay, that, we that counts. We're going to watch Titanic wow. for our Valentine's episode... This is huge. ...of the editing. It's Titanic.
0: I Yeah, <laughs> that's just what I'm saying. Not just a name. Holy shit. Yes. I thought you were going to go some small little uh, fucking chick flick on me, or... Uh, this is a chick flick. 80s... No. The Titanic is a chick flick. No, this... you this... got John, Jeff, everybody's nodding their heads. everybody's yet. a bunch of dudes but this spans <clears throat> genders and ages no. and cultures this is a chick flick colors no, no. Uh, i love uh. i saw Just this because you like a movie doesn't mean it's not a chick flick everybody loved this movie it was no, the biggest movie of all time. Oh, oh showing your hand a little yeah. early yeah! Wow! I cannot wait. So there we go. So we're going to be talking about Titanic. I don't it. even know that I need to watch this movie again to refresh my memory. This is how many times I've seen it. Wow! I saw it four times in the theater. Why? Four times. Why, Why did, did you do great? that to yourself? Because I had to experience it with all sorts of God, different people. Movie. I went with my sister. Wow, That's we can we can record the episode right now. Let's
1: go. So <laughs> this is the the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. <laughs> I'm Joel, and uh, this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're really long movies about boats that sink in a fucking ocean. It's like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> it is Groundhog's because Day because it is Groundhog's uh, Day. All right, so no, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. And next week we're gonna talk about Titanic. Wow. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much Yay. for uh, for everything, like usual. Joel, always a pleasure. Yes. And uh, guys, we'll catch you next week. Thanks. Running around.